0: I'd like to get to the point with this podcast where we do some like investigative journalism. We start reaching out to people that have stories and get like you know the cold shoulder from people like, "No, I'm not going to talk about that." Like, Come on, we just need one word. Were you there? You know, I start don't know, driving man. around Alaska, knocking on doors. Like, did you see the UFOs? Some of those people end up dead. Oh, a lot of them do. But see, it's either that or we like outsource that. Get Heather back and be like, "Hey, you want to do journalism, right?" I'm okay with that. I don't go out and go out and
1: die, Heather. <laughs> but you know, if we laugh about it as we're doing this stuff, then they can't yeah. really kill us because they'll be like, they're kind of helping us. Yeah, because their people are accepting us, but they're enjoying it. True, we win. True. U.S. government wins all the time.
0: That's all the U.S. government does. That song. All we do is win, win, win. He's playing in the background in the office somewhere. They're all wearing sunglasses. Yeah. Are you ready to fuck up people's
1: lives some more? Yeah. Classic stuff. You ready to have insider information when you're
0: investing? Yeah, you know it. Where are those Pelosi numbers at? Alright. So I guess yeah, welcome back to the Freak Deaky. I, I bring in like with a lot of energy in the summer I'm feeling kind of like a mellow like like this morning be like hey you know what welcome back oh hey didn't see you there welcome back to the summer
1: break yeah some nice a warm summer coffee
0: a nice warm summer coffee yeah for me uh, I don't know what kind of bullshit you're drinking the kind of bullshit I'm drinking. I actually haven't had coffee in like weeks, which is weird because I usually made a ritual. And so, just because I was like, I kind of want some caffeine to see how it works, and I think it's actually working pretty well this morning. I got these fucking diabetes in a bottle. That's Starbucks, what I was gonna say. Pure sugar, man. I know, but see, that's probably what's doing the trick right now. Like the last couple of weekends we've been recording, it's been I've been just really groggy, and I'm like, why? I'm like, oh yes, because I haven't been having coffee for no in particular reason. I just haven't been making it. I love coffee, man. Yeah, hey, who who doesn't?
1: among us. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. As I'm sipping my coffee, yeah. looking at your freaking pansy
0: yeah. drink there. Thank you very much, Christian. Great start to this episode. Um, Before we dive into whatever it is we're diving in today, I just want to, and now we can get started. <laughs> no. I don't think people enjoy your burping. What are you talking about, man? I didn't even burp. That's the beauty of cutting it out. Now you seem insane because you're just saying people want to enjoy my burping and <laughs> there was no burp i'm right, just everybody? happy i'm happy we got to the summer episodes when you stop where you stop calling me racist or sexist yeah no i actually thought about that at work i was doing i was working on something and just the thought in my head back i haven't called Christian racist in a while. And I was like, I should do that for, for some episodes coming up. So before we dive in, I want to touch on socials. If be social. At, at be this social. Point, yes. It's healthy, man. it's Smile really. Be social. What, yeah. Our, say hi friends. to
1: people as you walk by them on the street.
0: Don't do that. That's weird. For us, you can say hi to us because we're essentially family at this point. You've been listening for God, how long now? One week? Well, we, we'll consider it. It's fine. It's cool. Hey, man. You know, whatever. If you're new, it's fine. Welcome to the show. Welcome we're building a community. One we week, are. one year, we're here for you. That's right. Rain, sleet, snow. We are the post office. Um, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Freaky Deaky Pod. Follow us on TikTok at TFD Paranormal. Send in a story of your own experience or otherwise. If you want to just talk to us or share some lore from your area, your neck of the woods, international listeners, chime in. We love hearing from you guys. To the gang at thefreakydiki.com. It's kind of weird calling it a gang now at the freaky deaky because there's only two of us feels like we should it should be like the boys there's more than two of us there's a bunch of us Teresa's is part of the podcast actually she invited herself on facebook now so she's part of the Teresa. you said you're part of the podcast welcome to the podcast you're in the podcast now welcome you can do research look look into stuff and let us know what we should talk about and uh yeah so that's that's how you get in touch now that you know that let's get into the fucking episode can we do that can we start talking about shit? can you not Yay. cuss as much let's get into this freaking episode guys Christian you can't say shit like that to start off an episode it's entirely too racist okay we have a lot of listeners of that persuasion okay
1: yeah I'm glad I'm glad I reminded you good god man that you're like the pot
0: calling the kettle black oh you think I'm the racist okay I see how it is it's fine you look like a racist it's just because I'm white (laughs) That's that's it. That's all it takes, everyone. These are the days. That's literally all it oh, takes. Oh, you gotta take that out probably. But that's I'm, funny. no, I'll leave it in. It's hilarious. I'm Italian. So and Irish. Oh, so for the record. So you look
1: at now you're like trying to adjust just let it wear it, man. Wear no,
0: it. I refuse. wear
1: your stereotype with pride
0: my stereotype is weird and i do wear that with pride just like the rest of our listeners welcome back to the freaky deaky what are we talking about today christian for some reason when you said
1: that weird thing it reminded me of this picture i posted on facebook probably about a month or two ago now Mm. of how we look after a saturday of recording you remember seeing that weird fish or bacteria (laughs) i don't know why i thought that was funny but (laughs) the little shit's the
0: creepiest looking Yeah, this is going to be a sensitive topic, possibly. It is. Yeah, we should give trigger warnings. So I I already am not like I'm already on the defensive. Just you talking about this, which here's the crazy thing is you shouldn't be. Oh, well, uh, that goes for most of what we talk about. I shouldn't be offended. Like, like you're you're
1: being triggered by things I say about religion are more about you than me, because I'm a true believer. All religions are right. For the most part, no, you
0: know, all the, all the old stuff, you're lying. Stop. Okay. So Let's anyway, game. yeah, we're
1: going to be talking about reincarnation. Okay. But we're going to go back to a certain time period in history, which is the time of, of Jesus. Because mm. basically we're going to talk Dolores Cannon. Who's, I don't know if you've heard of her. You probably heard the name.
0: You probably the, heard the her. name does sound
1: familiar. Yeah. yeah. Um, The funny thing was when I looked was first getting, when I first found this topic, I was actually going into research on children being reincarnated to kind of take it up another level before, you know, as you
0: have a a baby coming that has already Mm, come at this point. We've uh, we've talked about it before. We're in a weird time vortex. Don't don't try to figure it out, guys. We're somewhere in the past and the future at the same time. It's confusing. We don't even know where we're at. That's that's what makes us different from other podcasts. We
1: are in two different places at the same time. Yeah, and you get to experience it with us. Yeah, but anyway, that's I was researching stuff that children had said, and somehow this book popped into like, check this out, and it was like called it was Jesus and the Essenes by Dolores Cannon. I'm like, okay, so check this out. Well, thanks, Satan. I will. Well, and you see, with a book like that, even though I had heard a lot about her and wanted to look into her, yeah, I'll get a little sample, digital sample of the book, and if it's interesting, I'll, I'll, I'll purchase it. So, and that's what happened. I read the, the the sample and it was really fascinating. Mm. So I bought it and basically just to skip some of the stuff, Dolores Cannon is a past life regressionist. Mm. She'd been doing it for years, but she started it later in life, like after her kids had already grown up and stuff. So yeah. When she was like, what am I going to do with all this free time? Right. Oh, I know. Yeah.
0: I'll fuck with people.
1: Yeah. So she started regressing people, which sometimes I struggle with as a skeptic, if it's true or not, but it's. The 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 story here kind of was a lot of fun to look into. Yeah. The Essenes are a group of people that were kind of talked about by like famous historians of the past, the ancient past. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And then when the Dead Sea Scrolls were found, that kind of confirmed their existence. And mm-hmm. a lot of people had believed that Jesus had spent time with the Essenes. And that's where some of his philosophies came from. Or they're, you know, one way or another, they in- influenced each other. Yeah. So according to these this regression, so that proves that the Essenes were
0: a, an important part of his life. Gotcha. Yeah. And for the record, uh, you're not alone in being skeptical about past life regression. I think even a lot of believers of the paranormal and stuff like that, it's... We've heard stories like even we've talked about it a few times. I think last summer break, we we broached it a little bit. Damn, I gotta stop saying broached. Yeah. Why'd that pop in my mind all of a it's sudden? It's just funny how words just it's two episodes in a row, now, I'm just we're broaching shit left and right. Yeah. We should stop broaching things. Um, Or wear
1: a broach and then it gets out
0: of your system. Then everything is broached. Yeah. Yeah, this coffee I'm drinking broached. That's this gonna shirt, be our, definitely broached. That's gonna be our new word, broached, but it's gonna mean something totally different. Yeah, that's gonna be yeah. The new shirt on the web store is just gonna say broached. Yeah. People like, what the fuck does that shirt mean? And you're gonna say, you know what, mind your own damn business.
1: That's what we'll call ourselves. Instead of bros, we'll just be broached.
0: Sup broach? Yeah. Sup broach? It it kind of works. Yeah. Let us know what you want us to call you, or what you want to call us, but please keep the profanity to a minimum. Anyway. It, what I was saying was we've talked about it a few times, but it's there's no way to prove it. No. It's just stories that you're kind of like, well, that seems like it lines up pretty well with stuff. But I think the only times I
1: actually feel like I think it's true is when it's like kids hmm. and they can point out a family in another area that actually is there. Yeah, that used to be their family. Then I'm like, OK, that's and that's what I was originally looking for. Yeah. And then this one, I was like, wow, this is
0: some crazy shit. Yeah. And so before we get started in this episode, we give a little trigger warning. People may not, if you're like a religious or Christian person like myself, you may not agree with everything that is being said, but we're still going to talk about it. We're still going to, Christian was very fascinated by a subject and we know that he likes to do this type of stuff and that's fine because I like to roast him as well. I don't know if, you know,
1: I, I'm, there are things that I feel might be true in these situations more of like the time period and the people. Yeah. it's hard for me to believe you can go back and track one great person this many years ago. And, and yeah. through the book, she talks about like, this is it's, nice. it's a next to impossible feat yeah. to really like go. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, most of her things are super boring, classic, but she also wrote a book about regressing people back that had met Nostradamus. Mm. So, so what are the odds that this woman is just looking for money? Like, I mean, there's she... always a chance. Yeah, A lot of people, I mean, I've, Online, I've seen people that love Dolores Cannon, and I've seen people that like basically warn you to stay away from her. But I think no. that's more of the group, the religious group that does not allow for even
0: listening to this kind of stuff. Sure, but at the same time, like, what are the odds that one person is going to be regressing people that have been very key figures in history? Like, multiple most, people. You know most what I mean? of
1: them, most of her regressions aren't like this. I guess mm. I haven't read all of her books yet, yeah. so some of them are just basically boring. Most lives are boring. And even some of these stories would be boring if it wasn't attached to a greater meaning.
0: Sure. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna sideline my uh, my probably offensive uh, instincts when we talk about this type of stuff. And I'm just gonna let you do your thing, man. Let's hear what you got to say.
1: Yeah. This is not like any kind of propaganda one way or another. This is a story, and there's some there's some fascinating tidbits in there. And we love tidbits. Yeah. I'll skip some of this stuff, but I already told you she's. Dolores Cannon was a regressive hypnotherapist. She was born in 1931, married a career Navy man in 1951. And then she traveled the world since, you know, her husband was being stationed in different places. So when he retired, they moved to Arkansas and she began her life as a regressionist. So, and in this story, um, Cannon's subject is a woman named Katie. Nice. So, And Katie regresses back to the life of an Essene named Sudi. And I might get that name wrong. Some of these names might be wrong, but Sudi looks like that's how that one's said. Um, Throughout the book, she talks to Sudi at many times through his life, from 12 years old to 60. And after his death, she is able to speak to him
0: from between lives. Okay, so we're going from Katie, the woman Katie, in the past was a man named Sudi. Yes and according to Sudi he
1: lives in Qumran which is famous for the Dead Sea Scrolls that's where they found the, those at i believe in the late 40s early 50s gotcha and he was born many years before Jesus the uh the various Essene communities throughout what would later become the Holy Land are responsible for recording knowledge so it can be accessed by those of us in the future that was seemed Through the whole sessions it was important they recorded knowledge.
0: So is that wrote it down. Like back in those days, right? Yeah. So it's kinda like what we get with the whenever we talk about like Native American folklore, we always say that there was one person in each tribe that was pretty much that was their job was to any time stories were taken, you rewrite that story, you write it down. Yeah, when writing comes pass those stories along. Yeah. Yeah. The problem in Native Americans and a lot of Aboriginal cultures,
1: they don't have writing until relatively recent. Yeah. So everything else is oral and then it's written down. And at this time you got the library of Alexandria, not too far away. Before it's burnt. Huh? This is yeah. before it was burned. Hmm. So, you know, they're keeping all kinds of information there. The Essene community in their various can't places have basically libraries full of scrolls. Nice. So.
0: Uh, how many, Christian? How many episodes have you ruined this year with your...
1: It was in airplane mode till I decided to send, hmm. send it over. During this time, the Essenes knew that they had to prepare for the coming of a man of light. So as the prophecies were going on, they knew this prophecy. For the most part, the Essenes were Jewish, but they had left the orthodox way of Judaism at the time. They felt that it had become less about the people and more about leaders being the sole connection to God. In the case of Qumran, the area was mostly desert, near the Sea of Death, now known as the Dead Sea. It was out in the middle of nowhere, and the land was not easy to live on. So the Essenes were mostly left alone. And that's supposedly one of their choices to live that far out was to, nobody would care. Yeah, that's relatable. Yeah. The community is, a, it is, is an advanced liberal community that allows members to come and go. Since they can leave at any time for any reason and be welcome back later, this would not be considered a cult by today's standards.
0: And we should also specify that liberal is not, not pertaining liber- to American politics. No, so if you got triggered real quick, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, just let it go. It's yeah, it's right. not. It's not that kind of liberal. Yeah, we don't do politics here. Liberal mean has different meaning that you can also talk about. So that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, women were equal to
1: men and could also learn and lead the people. In one of the Essene communities, I believe at Mount Carmel, the the leader was a was a woman. Not very popular
0: back in those days. No,
1: Pliny the Elder said, "Quote, a race by themselves." more remarkable than any other in this wide world.
0: Thanks, Pliny.
1: Yeah. And Josephus, a historian from back in the day, mm-hmm. quote, indeed, they were champions of faith, truth, and honesty as the servers, servants and arbiters of peace. Like, they doled out yeah. peace. Who wants some
0: peace? Come get your peace here. yeah.
1: Yeah. I won't go through all these things, but there were a lot of historians from back in the day that were impressed by the Essenes mm-hmm. just because of the, the way they were. So it's an actual group of people. Yes. Verified, verified, you can trace them through history. They had various compounds throughout the Middle East or Mm. through the Holy Land 2000 years ago, around the time of Jesus. Nice. And they actually went a little bit past his death. One of the things they didn't agree with slavery, you know, some slavery was going on throughout the known world at that time. They didn't believe it, but some people would serve the others as a penance because they believe in past lives Mm. and you know, for whatever reason, whether it was past life or this life, they needed to learn to serve. One of the things they also did was when you went into community, they basically shared everything, including, you know, food or whatever, whatever belongings you brought this was if you were going to stay if you were just coming through to study maybe or just to stay with them for a while you they didn't take your stuff but if you were going to be one of them everybody kind of shared and worked together
0: wow liberals and communism christian are you sure they can handle it i don't know man that's pretty radical
1: but also though the story of jesus
0: kind of touches
1: on similar aspects of Mm -hmm. charity and stuff like that yeah so one of the things. This might surprise you. Robert Eisman repeatedly points out they were cold water bathers on a daily basis even. Wearers of only linen and in general were purest in their life habits. Sudi was able to talk about this device in one of the libraries. And this is where this talks about it. The community houses a library comprising of a vast collection of scrolls in numerous languages from all over the world. The library also contains a model of the solar system that moves constantly. This includes 10 planets, though the the outer planets Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto have not been discovered in the time of the Essenes. So apparently they were discovered, we just didn't know about it. Yeah, I was going to say, how how's there 10
0: planets if three of them hadn't
1: been discovered yet? They knew whatever this machine, it was a perpetual motion machine, so it constantly moved, it was very delicate, couldn't get near it and touch it. It's like a sundial type thing? yeah more complex than that yeah like um i would say if you watch game of thrones there's a little turning device that basically shows the world that's what it kind of reminded me of when the stories were told it, it somehow was set up with the energy of the earth yeah um, to rotate constantly so we're talking about like advanced technology advanced technology yeah. yes so about the planets they include one past pluto which sudi terms juna That is apparently not known to us yet. Juno is explained to have a
0: very erratic orbit in that it swings in and out and does kind of loop around Pluto. Now, am I mistaken or wasn't there something past Pluto that we've talked about before? Not us as a podcast, but as modern humans. There's Nuberu, the the planet that comes through every 26,000 years or something. No, not even that. That seems too long. I don't know. But almost like there was something just on the outskirts of the solar system where they're like, oh, this... Could possibly be another planet. Maybe that's maybe we're just I mean, about Juna. to discover it. Maybe it's Juno. Yeah. It'd be funny if they named it that. That would be funny.
1: So the model that's in the in the library method of operation is not explained precisely, but Dolores thinks it's it might be a perpetual motion machine operated by centrifugal force. This is where it gets kind of fascinating. It is explained that the model was made by the Kalu, members of a dying race from whom the Essenes are descended. They came from the west, settled in Egypt, and then traveled toward Israel. The Kalu were a wandering race, this being part of their destiny. Their knowledge included the fact that somewhere in the near future, Sudi's near future, there will come a Messiah. Perhaps the most valuable section of the book is that on the life of Jesus. We are told about the Star of Bethlehem, whose appearance is witnessed by Sudi. It turns out that Sudi's two students, whom he taught for about five years from when they were about eight years old, were Ben Joseph and Ben Zacharias, i.e. the son of Joseph and the son of Zacharias, respectively. At least it wasn't Ben Benjamin. <laughs> and thus, none other than Jesus and his cousin John were his students. They also had teachers at Qumran and learned mathematics, the study of stars, the study of prophecies, the mysteries. So basically this guy is saying he taught jesus and john for a few years interesting gave glowing reviews of jesus well if anyone gave you know one star reviews of jesus that'd be a little yeah. curious about that i mean completely impressed happy yeah so john was a little willful he said but jesus was like the perfect student he would he basically said jesus became his teacher as he was teaching him yeah so checks out yeah when Cannon first began her discussions with Sudi, she said that there was an accent that was difficult to understand as the session was going. She would have to listen to the recordings. She basically always took recordings of her sessions mm. so she could transcribe them and listen because she you can't pick up a lot, she says, when you're actually in there. For instance, when she asked where where Sudi was, he said something that sounded like Nazareth. Like Mike Tyson is talking about. Yeah. Jesus Mark. Yeah. He's born in Nazareth. Yeah, exactly. So that she was later able to understand as Nazareth or Galilee as Galilee. She says it's sometimes hard to determine an age during past life regressions because the individual does not always know or measure years the same way we do. Sadi was perfectly able to do this, saying, I have 30 years during their first meeting. Sometimes when you hear like those, that old way of describing age, it makes more sense than I'm 30 years old. I have 30 years. You're like, oh, okay. I've counted 30 of
0: these years. Yes. Because
1: then it also sounds like you've actually lived those 30
0: years too. Yeah. Not like I was just, I was bumming it for 15. So I got about 12 years. Yeah. I got about 15
1: unproductive years. The rest mm-hmm. are okay. When asked what community he was from, he became suspicious saying, why do you wish to know? She claimed, She explained she was just curious, and after a bit, he said he was from Qumran, pronounced Qumran. So you've been pronouncing it wrong this whole time? Well, he pronounced it differently. Oh. Huh. So we pronounce things a lot differently than probably the people thousands of years years ago did.
0: Or people from five minutes ago, most likely. So. Yeah.
1: And well, like in a lot of this book, I'm saying Jesus, but a lot of this book, it's Yeshua. Yeah. So Sudi was not taught by rabbis. Ravi, <laughs> <laughs> the rabbis didn't talk to him Yes, yeah. he was not taught by the rabbis As was the norm during this period He called his teachers masters He would state that one of his masters was named Judith Who was about 70 years old I believe she was the leader of the Essenes At Mount Carmel, I mentioned her a little bit ago During this initial session Sudi would mention that his father taught him Of the coming Messiah Loris Count canon at first thought that Sudi lived sometime after Jesus But she was told that he had not come yet and that at the time of the coming, the stars would show his arrival. So she would like ask ask him, "Do you know of the Messiah?" Mm. And he would he'd have no clue what she was talking about, or he'd say, uh, "He hasn't come yet." Yeah, you know. So when she asked who the ruler was at the time, she found out it was King Herod, and he was he said, "quote He is very much under the thumb of the Romans. He is a bloodthirsty lecher." Unquote, which sounds like something so modern. Mm. He's controlled by so and so. It's <laughs> the Russians. <laughs> They've got him. Yeah. So some things never change. He would go on to say that since the Estines studied the mysteries, they were feared by those in power. If they were to gain too much power and the knowledge, those in power would lose their place. So basically, they that was why they were hated at the time. And they have been, some writings say some bad things about them from the early church. Yeah. The f- funny thing that came out of the sessions was when Cannon asked Sudi about using pillows in his bed which is kind of weird. He could not understand why a cushion would be used under the head. The head is not elevated. The ideal way of sleeping is to have the feet higher than the head to aid circulation. Smart man. Which is a weird tidbit, but kind of makes sense. So like a decline almost? Yeah. Which... You know, like when I had my knee replaced, that was my
0: way of existing for a
1: while. But
0: there's certain times like I don't like if I sleep on my sides now, like I get shoulder pain a little bit. Yeah. So there's certain times I'll sleep on my back and I'll put like a pillow underneath my my thighs. So it kind of like lifts my legs up a little bit. So I guess that kind of checks out. Could
1: you imagine 2000 years ago talking to somebody and they knew this and we don't know this now? We think
0: we're all enlightened. And he's yeah. like, man, that's bad for you. It's that library that got burned down. Yeah. It had all the good juicy bits in it. Yep, exactly. But you just want to know how to fall asleep properly. This is <laughs> it. Burn it down.
1: Burn it down. He described the Romans as heathens that worship statues. They really do be like that. Yep. Canon mentions that when talking to someone during these sessions, you have to pay attention to what is mundane to the person because they'll just skip over what is normal to them. And if you need an explanation, you have to ask. So how did you make butter? Oh, we churned it. And then he would go on like everybody. Right. And then so. Was there grilled cheese back in the day, Sudi? Was there? Yeah. Was there grilled cheese? What's cheese? We're really? like, Okay. We want to end this session yeah. now. You don't know what cheese He's is. He's a fake. Get him no. out of here. Yeah.
0: Everybody loves cheese. Big cheese is onto him.
1: Yep. yep. When asked how Sudi studied at night, he said, we'd have either the lamps of oil or the lights that burned. But usually I use the one that has oil in it and then lit, but there are also lights that have no flame, unquote. And Dolores asks, what is the power source? And Sudi's like, I did not build it. I do not know. It runs off a jar thats that it is placed on. The jar has some properties. It is placed upon a jar that has a, and he's searching for the word, globe that comes off of it. So he's like, kind of like, I don't know how this is built. It was just here. Yeah. Say, so what am I, an inventor? I just yeah. need a light, dude. This is not my 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 topic of study. That's for the the electricians. Yeah. So, but was crazy, and just like hit me in the face when I'm reading this, as he's saying they had electricity. Yeah. In some way, the idea of electricity back then
0: is pretty and I, trippy.
1: Yeah, and I think I even texted you about it when I read it because I was just like, this is crazy. Yeah, but it's not crazy because we have a thing called the Baghdad Battery, hmm. which existed. You know, around this time period, if not a little before, yeah, that they've proven produced you know electricity with like
0: grape juice or something, yeah, but also I mean, there's a lot of theories revolving like electricity, I mean free energy and shit Tesla was working on with the pyramids, yeah there's a lot of stuff that says that you know Edison wasn't the the genius that found this shit, it well, was actually see, around much longer. Ago. you've
1: probably seen all the memes of uh talking about Tesla especially with elon musk and like how Edison, they're like edison sitting in the corner stealing it from oh yeah <laughs> you know Classic. So he was famous for that but the, in this case it was sounded like a chemical reaction type like they put you know something acidic with something else and it produced light light yeah. and basically these lights were really old they came from the kaloo so a lot of the people didn't really know how they were made anymore yeah but and then you see they didn't have a Kalu. <laughs> yeah exactly classic but then you you see the images on the Egyptian walls that look like electricity mm-hmm. So maybe I, I could almost get on board with that being a, a possibility. Oh yeah So an interesting tidbit on stars Sudi said that they had charts to know where the stars were. he also he would also describe what he called stargazer from which you look through the smallest end of the tube. And you look to the heavens with this, and it is brought to brought in front of your face. This is very, very old. It is said that our people, as they were, they did create this, but the art has been lost. It is not done here. It was many generations ago. Yeah, I was going to say, so
0: telescopes, but... Hundreds of years before they were invented. Yeah, well, there's that one... I think ancient aliens always called it like an astronaut that showed the person like riding this machine or whatever. Yeah, and there's a couple different... Things like, that supposedly are astronauts. Yeah, but it almost like the machine almost looks like a telescope to me. Like whenever I'd see it, it almost looks like he was looking through something. Yeah, the, the the Aztec one, right? I yeah. think it is, and I it think. does look
1: like. And you know, it's. I think sometimes, especially with that show, they'll grasp at everything. Hmm. You know, they'll take something that you you might be like, "Oh, that makes might make sense." And now at this point, now everybody makes fun of them because they've just everything's ancient aliens. Yeah. See this sugar? Ancient aliens brought it. Yeah, they did. You know, that's true. So, but I I you so to me it kind of looks like he's looking through something like yeah. that too. And they knew so much about the stars. Yeah. So, which seems very difficult to do from just sitting on the earth and being like I mean, yeah, they got thousands of years of people staring at the stars, but some of that stuff they shouldn't have been able to see with the naked eye. Yeah. So, they really do be like that. So, again, Kalu come up which just and I looked up the Kaloo a little bit and there's not much information on them. Yeah. But they sound like people that would have lived in Atlantis or mm. something like that. They were an advanced group of people that were, that whose land had disappeared that, and then they traveled teaching other people. Sounds crazy, but interesting. So when asked if the Kaloo came from the lost continent, like Atlantis, Sudi said he did not know. It had been said their place was lost. It had been in the West. When communicating with Sudi as a child, he mentioned he was copying the Twelve Commandments. Sounds weird. (laughs) Yeah. Later, God was like, let's abridge these last two. Yeah. A later session allowed Dolores to ask 40-year-old Sudi about the extra two. Thou shall not follow the ways of the path of Baal, which you probably know about. Oh, On many different levels, yes. Yeah. Thou shalt do only unto others as they would do unto you. Wait a minute. That's, that's the, the golden rule. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's so. That really was the golden rule. Yeah. So I mean, it's funny. That'd be funny if God was like, Nah, you know what? Take that one off. Yeah. Fuck everyone else. It's cool. Yeah. Then we, later we were like, Hey, do
1: unto others. Yeah. Exactly. Sudhi practiced meditation and knew about chakras. When asked about the Book of Enoch, he said that it it was studied and that it had come from the Kalu. So see, there's a lot of weird, interesting stuff in here that you're like, what the hell?
0: Some weird correlations with yeah. other stuff we talked about. Yeah.
1: Soody had stated that he is he was descended from the house of David. So Dolores asked if, if he knew the story of David and the giant. He's like, you speak of Goliath? Was he really a giant? He was larger than most men would be considered. He was with the Philistines, but not of them. When asked about the story of Adam and Eve and the serpent, he felt that it It was a legend, and the serpent was something that men put the blame on because it was easier than the serpent being a lower part of humans who could be corrupted by greed and lust. Now, again, remember, this is coming also from a little bit more of a Judaic view, too. yeah, yeah. Because there were no Christians during this time, or at least not as a group yet. Yeah, it's hard to be a
0: Christian when he hasn't existed yet.
1: Yeah. When they ate the fruit, or or no, it was uh, corrupted by greed and lust, Greed and lust. So going on, he's she's like when they ate the fruit, as a question. It is said they were cast out of paradise and realized they had no clothes and were ashamed. To have shame in the body when this is your temple, this is not a good thing. He said. When speaking on Ezekiel, he said very long ago there were machines that had been built that went through the air like birds. The knowledge of how to do this has mostly had mostly been lost, but a few masters knew of it, and the knowledge was in the library. It was part of the mysteries. So give her credit; she's touching on a lot of fascinating things. Yeah. And he has equally fascinating answers. Like even him, like I don't know about this because that's not my. Th- so just making or pulling some out of his ass. Yeah. But
0: anyway, it was this. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: and also you know you generally hear about the mystery the mystery schools from the ancient times and we don't know what they are. They're kind of now considered a little bit
0: more de- demonic in certain circles, but I don't know if that's always the case. Well, we technically have. Similar things to this day, right? I mean, you yeah. look at stuff like the Freemasons and and all this shit. That's a type of schooling, I'd imagine. Like yeah, you're, you're taking on uh pretty much an entire yeah to be a stonemason. You're an apprentice, and then you mm-hmm. become a master, and it's
1: a yeah. long process.
0: Yeah, thirty three. Yeah, thirty three so, levels. That's a that's a lot of schooling. No thanks. Yeah, keep yeah, your secrets. Yep. So we'll move into some some
1: of the time of Jesus. So he said the Essenes knew that Jesus would be of the house of David. He would be born in Nazareth and be spurned by others because of this. So he would be born in where? Nazareth. Okay. Did I say it
0: like Mike Tyson? Yeah. He was born in Nazareth. After describing the time of his... Wait, real quick. Mike Tyson, if by any chance you're watching this episode and you are considering flying to Alaska and beating me as if I was on an airplane and knowing the shit out of you, please reconsider. I am just having a good, funny, ha-ha, good time. Okay, But you can come on the podcast, Mike. Yeah, you can. Tell us all about beating people's asses and whatnot. Yeah. I'm going to kick your ass, Scott. It's fine. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry, Mike, again. After describing
1: the time of his birth, Cannon asked... If he, if he would go to Bethlehem to see the child. He told her that he would not, Sudi saying he would not, because there were, were dark days to come and he and the Essenes had to be prepared for the day Jesus would seek him out. Kind of foreboding, right? A little bit. Yeah. Being about 50 miles from Bethlehem, he was able to, to see the light of the stars that focused on the birthplace. Later in his life, Dolores came upon Sudi while he was teaching he was being somewhat secretive and she learned by this time that he was being careful not to disclose info that would put the Essenes or his students in danger. He was teaching two students. One had a fire temperament and the other just sits there and looks at you, which would be kind of creepy. Yeah. This one could could make you feel incredibly stupid when he says something that makes you look at it anew. So
0: this is Sudi saying he made me feel stupid. So and, my, my question is. You say later in his life, Dolores Cannon came upon Sudi while he was teaching. But she's regressing, right? Yeah. So when you regress, basically, she would say,
1: take me to a time that's important to you. Mm. So it might be while he was teaching. Yeah. It might be while he was, you know, we all have some times. She's not time traveling to get there is what I'm saying. No, no. She's, you know, she'll skip past certain parts. And the book's not in perfect order, you know, as far as time goes. Sure. Sure. So it goes back and forth or some information she comes back to at a different session because he wasn't really like, especially early on, he was very secretive. Mm. Like, why do you want to know about, about the Essenes? Because they had to protect themselves. Yeah. Um, Because they were not popular in the communities uh, around Israel at the time. Gotcha. Or the Holy Land. So when she asked who they were teaching or, you know, because he wouldn't, he wouldn't say their first names. Mm. He would always say Ben Joseph or Ben Zacharias. And she would just, thinking maybe she didn't know, but she knew. Son of Joseph would be Jesus. our Lord and Savior, Jesus, of yes. course. yes. He would, he would talk later about how Ben Joseph had studied in Egypt and other faraway places, which has always been the theory. Hmm. After he finished teaching the boys, he was asked if he thought he would see his students again as they were preparing to leave Qumran. Sadly, he would never see Ben Zacharias again. He knew this as he had seen this. Jesus would come back into Sudi's life again. So he was 17 when when Sudi met met him again at Qumran. When asked where Jesus would travel, Sudi said that he traveled all over the known world. It is said that Joseph of Arimathea went with him. Later, when speaking to Sudi as an old man who was not able to travel like he had in the past, the old teacher was finally able to mention the first name of Ben-Joseph, and it was Yeshua. And then just prior to Sudi's death, he, she spoke to him again. He was not in, in, Qum, in Qumran as he went to spend time in the hills with his family. Cannon asked about Ben Zacharias and was told that he'd been taken prisoner and beheaded for sedition. Sudi was having tr- coughing and having trouble breathing, which made the subject Katie uncomfortable. So D- Cannon moved her to a different time. Sudi was now with his friends and sister. And then Dolores is like, oh, didn't your sister die? And then he's like, you speak of dying. There is no death. There is only other forms of existence. Weird. And then she's, where are you? I watch as I, as they prepare my body. So when crazy. asked, you yeah, yeah. It's stuff we've talked about before, but ancient times now. When asked prior to death, what was ailing him? Sudi said it was coughing sickness. After death, he was able to pinpoint that it was lung cancer.
0: It was the black lung. Yeah.
1: And he had chosen this way to pass on to help in his growth. From the afterlife, Sudi was able to explain where Yeshua had traveled and studied. He'd gone to Phoenicia and India, Egypt, and even the shores of what would become known as Britain. Which who would've thought, you know? Yeah. Britain. Even Britain. Yeah. Even Britain gets the Lord. Joseph of Arimathea had 10 mines in Britain, and, and Joseph was able to travel freely because he sold tin and other materials to the Romans. So they're like, keep our war machine going yeah, and we'll, we'll let you do your thing. He kept his connections to the Essenes quiet so they could use his position of power to help the group and his nephew Jesus. When questioned as to why Jesus would come back to his homeland since he knew he was in danger, so he told her that as a child, Jesus knew he would die in the way he would. But his love of mankind kept him on the path as he'd chosen for himself, or he'd chosen for himself. When speaking of miracles, Sudi said that Jesus had learned to channel power to help people as part of his regiment of training growing up. And he quote, and since to be so exemplar, he was able to develop these abilities to a very fine tuned point, unquote. His teachers could raise objects and turn lead to gold, Jesus could do better, better things like breathing life back into someone who was dead, change water into wine. My note here, that would be epic. Sounds like a fine time to have wine time. Wow. Ah. Wow, Christian. Wow. Wine is tasty. Depends on who you ask. Yeah. They we're asking me right now. He could balance their energy so they would be well again when healing them. Hmm. And if they had crossed over too soon, he could bring them back so they could balance their karma. So basically, there was always... So it wasn't like, oh, I like this person. You're coming back. No, your job's not... You're not finished. Yeah. I'll breathe life back into you. We're going to skip the Judas part, but...
0: Yeah. Well, that whole... That thing about, um, like, balancing the scales regardless, like, that's... That'd pretty much be, like, keeping them out of hell, right? I think... Like no matter, I, even if you were bad or something, you could come back and like do it again or do a different. The
1: understanding, and there's more to it in this book. Yeah. um, You know, it's a summer episode that went too long already, but, mm. you know, he didn't really believe in that hell thing, it was, but every person has, you know, especially the book is dealing with reincarnation. So we have to support reincarnation, yeah. even if it's Jesus in this situation, regardless of whether it's an actual thing or not. Sure. Yeah. His feeling was that, you know, there you have to learn through the the lifetimes. And if this person wasn't at the right place to pass on mm. because some random accident happened and they died, yeah, he would help them stay alive to where they could continue on their path, whatever that may be. Interesting. So and you know, reading this book took me down rabbit holes to where I've I've read some other ones that supposedly had past life regressions. Mm to the same group and there's a lot more it's quite an enjoyable rabbit hole because i like ancient history yeah yeah and the fascination of seeing some of these things that may be true or based on some truths yeah supporting some some thoughts i had about you know certain groups in early christian in the early christian ways yeah i guess is the best way to put it the essenes who by the time they were gone there still weren't christians so they're Compound at Q- Qumran was eventually raided checks by out by the Romans and destroyed. And then, but, you know, and when you're going through listening to some of this, there was one group of Essenes that were like kind of strange at the time. They were called kind of zealots. And they mm-hmm. were the type that were like, well, we will push the Romans out of the Holy Land. Yeah. And eventually when the Romans decided to take out these groups, they were the ones that were at Masada that committed suicide as opposed to becoming slaves and prostitutes yeah.
0: for the Romans. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of uh, even apostles uh, to Jesus that were pretty, pretty uh y Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And that was yeah. part of the time, and it's understandable yeah. when you're occupied. Yeah. China and I watched, there's a, a show that's like completely self-funded by the Christians or something like that. There's actually a really good show called The Chosen it opened up a lot about like shit that a lot of the church mainly doesn't talk about or mention any of the stories or anything like that when they're doing the preaching, but super great show too. Like really, I feel like it was really well done and really for being self-funded, which you kind of have to do with anything religious. Yeah. uh, Yeah. It was really well done. Well, most,
1: most of it's what it's meant to be is propaganda (laughs) that you see, you know, in entertainment, like anything. True. You know, I, I do like, when you get into some of the things that have been hidden from us for many years because of maybe the the growing power of the early church Catholic Church, you know yeah you know as we get a couple hundred years after this time period that she regressed Sudi to hmm. it gets gets really dark and corrupt, really quick too, in certain parts of the world. Yeah, it doesn't take much. and then they cover up a lot of stuff like a lot of the you know you know we always hear about those missing years with Jesus. He had to you know, he either disappeared, went back to heaven, or was somewhere learning stuff. What missing years? You mean like after he was resurrected? No. Um, you know, from when he was a child oh, to when yeah, it, yeah, you know yeah. he That's starts right. showing
0: up again. Sure. Yeah, I you know, him going to Britain and learning That's quite a journey though. I mean I mean it would if you're missing years, I guess you got technically time, but Yeah, but it you know, his his uncle Joseph Arimathea. Had those tin mines. Yeah.
1: There were tin mines there. So basically Jesus is hanging out with Druids in this region at the time and yeah. they liked him.
0: Well, yeah, he was known to hang out with just about everyone.
1: Yeah. So. And so, you know, there is a whole nother group that we don't really know much about because it was covered well, the,
0: up. The Druids right now, like anything Druid related is pretty shady and dark. So I don't think, but it, you know, it's like the original, they were these mystics in the region. Yeah. Well, I'm saying if you talk to like conspiracy theorists and stuff oh. these days, like anything like revolving around druids and shit, that's a pretty dark and... Isn't that seedy. weird how that's still like the case
1: with like these other groups that were there, the local religions before Christianity came and how evil and some of them, they all couldn't have been evil. These people... Had, some of them could have been. <laughs> maybe,
0: but you know, to them, maybe the Christians were evil at the yeah. time. I mean, it, it, kind of what you do behind the eyes of whoever, whatever your perspective is. It's easy to see anyone as being evil. It's all a perspective game, you know? Yeah. Like so I'm sure the druids themselves weren't like, "Yes, we're evil." But and
1: I'm not even sure that, you know, I'm sure that like any group, some of them were yeah. a very small percent, but most of them were just normal people trying to get through the day and raise their families, just like any other group throughout history in yeah. any part of the world. Most people are just trying to live and whatever their local god is or whatever they're dealing with is just what they do to try to help them get by. Yeah. In in and then, you know, it's the same thing. Christianity, you know, Islam, Judaism has just been really good at conquering
0: yeah. other people's religions. Yeah. And if you look at, if you want to talk the real evil, probably in, you know, Jesus's eyes at the time would be the Pharisees and the Sadducees and these other religious higher well, and, you know, and that is, that, up. That so is actually, kinda... throughout the book, they mention that that comes up a lot, those two groups, because they were in power at the time. Yeah. So, and that's the whole thing. Is pretty much like these people that are religious, like claiming that they're speaking on behalf of God and yeah, Jesus coming in there. Like you know what? No, that's not the way it goes. Actually, yeah. flip these text tables while I'm at it.
1: Yeah. So you know you can't trust. It's really hard to trust the stories, and I think it's nice to find something like the Dead Sea Scrolls that actually support a lot of the stories that we'd wondered yeah. about for years, or and proves that this was. It actually narrows down the time period of when certain parts. Of the bible were written yeah because you can support oh this already existed at this time we thought it was written hundreds of years later but it was here at you know in the like around jesus at this time yeah um and then you know we didn't even get into the part
0: to the rabbit hole and we won't this time but where we were we, we could were, circle back or maybe like i mean if if it is something that if people enjoy this i guess we should say if you if you like this and you want to hear more about it or this particular story or whatever then just let us know. To me it's just it was just fun to hear about the you know
1: some of the weird stuff like the flying ships, the kalu, the light bulb. Mm. Before way before way before light bulbs. Yeah. yeah. But also knowing that there's some people that that say certain drawings refer to light bulbs, you
0: know, in on the Egyptian walls or certain, this so, world is filled with mystery. Yeah. Unfortunately, a mystery that probably wouldn't if that, you know, library in general, I bet there's a lot of really just pertinent information to shit that we think is fascinating that would have just been common sense. Well, like.
1: and when you're listening to um, Sudi and then some of the other people that I've heard talking about this time period, they were keeping like this information. They would they would send out people to buy scrolls for, to different and they would go to different parts of the world, buy scrolls. They'd come back, they'd copy them, you know, send a copy to the library of Alexander and to the other Alexandria and to the other compounds that they had over, yeah. you know, in throughout the Holy land. So some of this stuff's probably still out there somewhere, somewhere. Cause you, if, if they were so focused on protecting this information, while the, the Essenes went away because of their persecution and they weren't, they felt that they weren't quite needed as that group anymore after they helped Jesus, Yeah. But they did go to other places. They did go to other countries. They did protect information. According to the story, Mary Magdalene went and helped protect a lot of this information to another country, which was made famous by the Da Vinci Code. But I feel there's more to the story than that. Yeah. And in some misdirections. But so the knowledge is still around somewhere. A lot of it was lost in Alexandria. And maybe that's why it's hidden in other places right now, because, you know, like, say, Alexandria was probably destroyed by like a crazy christian good man was one of the stories you know that just like didn't want all this evil knowledge to get out into the world because some of it's other talking about other religions sent everyone back to the dark ages yeah and it did Mm -hmm. you know some people believe that there's there were cures to a lot of our diseases in there that if we had that information now we could reproduce some of that information and Probably. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you know what? We probably do have that information. It's just kept under wraps. Could be. I'm willing to bet somewhere at the Vatican underground, there's at least half of this shit. Well, and that's what, yeah, their archives. Yeah. Those archives are gigantic. Yeah. I can't imagine that they're missing much. Yeah. Either that or like some billionaire like Jeff Bezos has it in his fucking house framed in a a bathroom somewhere.
1: I mean, if I was
0: truly really rich i would find a way to I copy all those out, yeah. i would
1: copy all those books and put it online
0: yeah, if you don't which use would be your, dangerous yeah.
1: because some of those books are saying you don't need to go to church you know and that's dangerous to the
0: people making money at a church billy graham yeah not billy graham he's dead isn't he yeah who's uh who's the one that said, like, that was hiding money all up in his walls recently guy in texas oh yeah. austin yeah yeah joel austin yeah
1: <laughs> And the Catholic Church did that. What crack? You know, that was their hope. That's why they're so rich. Yeah. Anyway, fun, fun subject. A little
0: weird. No, very weird. But I mean, yeah, interesting. I didn't get triggered. I didn't trigger you too much. We surprisingly haven't, you know, argued over the. There was really nothing to argue over.
1: It was just a theory. Surprisingly.
0: Yeah, nothing. I mean, I'm not sure
1: I believe in past life regressions, but it makes more sense to me that we would come back again. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as some of the story of the Essenes that fills in some blanks of or the early beliefs that led to Christianity. So, and we're still
0: learning about the Essenes now. So there you go. So tell us what you think. Yeah. Tell us what you think. You know where to do that. I gave you all the information. I've given you all the information in every single episode we've ever put out. You know how to get in touch with us. So stop being lazy and just reach out, reach out and touch me. Yeah, but touch faith or whatever the lyrics are. It's touch faith. Yeah, don't touch me then. That's weird. You guys reach, are being weird. Reach out and touch faith. Touch faith. Yeah.
1: Didn't we, haven't we talked about Tepeche Mode recently on the... Yeah,
0: we did. We did, very recently. I'm glad you pulled the Tepeche song out like that. I'm yeah, I mean, like to throw one over the plate for you every now and then. Yeah, so um, good episode. Well done. We will uh, see you next week. Uh, if if you haven't, watched The Chosen. Check it out. I don't know where it's at now. I don't know where to find it. I think we watched it on Amazon. You'd probably even enjoy it. You'd enjoy it because it's not in-your-face normal religious film type shit it's it feels very indie but it also feels very wholesome and loving and i think a better representation than you get from the church a lot of the times so so yeah go check that out hallelujah one love amen we'll see you next week right here on the freaky deaky summer break you have any closing words you good i said it he said them. Um, I said them. Um, now it's time for you guys to say them. Um, you know where to send all that juicy, juicy information. And we'll see you right back here on TFD Summer Break next week. See you then. Goodbye.